Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. The music in this episode contains raw emotions, high drama, and farting bottom notes. Ludwig van Beethoven stands at the top of the classical music mountain. He's one of the few composers whose name is well known by almost everyone, in the West at least, and who's responsible for some of the great works of art, masterpieces in music, which stand alongside things like the Mona Lisa in art and the Leaning Tower of Pisa in architecture. Composers since Beethoven have been inspired by him, intimidated by him, And the question we're looking at for the next three episodes in Cacophony is what makes Beethoven special? And the answer is actually quite simple. Beethoven took things further. In his own time, 200 years ago, his music was faster, louder, stronger. Also, slower, quieter, and the opposite of stronger that isn't weaker. And the same goes for emotional content. It's like Beethoven feels everything to the nth degree. And most importantly, he knows just how to make us feel that way too. In this episode, we've got a short demonstration of all of this in Beethoven's Coriolan Overture. It's the overture for a play about a disgraced Roman general. Think of it as a 19th century version of Gladiator. Gaius Marcius Coriolanus has been kicked out of the Senate and sent into exile, where, intent on revenge, he gathers together an army of his former enemies and marches on Rome. Only the love of his mother stands in his way. You may well be thinking, this is Shakespeare. And it is, but Beethoven was writing for a different play, one written by the German Heinrich von Collin. Now, 200 years ago, Many people went to the theatre to be seen as much as to see the play. That's why the boxes in theatres all face each other and not the stage. They certainly weren't going to plays to listen to the music. But Beethoven writes music that wants you to stop chatting and listen. In fact, he writes music that demands that you shut up and pay attention. not just those chords, full of anger, violence. It's the silence. Beethoven piles on the tension, even when there's nothing happening. The piece reflects two of the main themes from the play. On the one hand, there's the turbulence of the situation and the turmoil inside Coriolan's head, and that's alongside more gentle, tender music representing his mother, pleading with him to turn away from violence and take a different path. But even in this music, there's a fervour, a passion, and bubbling away underneath, a constant rumble of unease. 
Coriolanus is an intense and dramatic ride and really shows you a big part of what Beethoven's all about, the rawness of human emotion. It packs a punch, and as you'll hear at the desolate end, things don't finish well for Coriolan. When I was maybe 14, 15, I got to play in an orchestra for the very first time. I'm a horn player. It was a huge thrill to be sitting in this large group of musicians making proper music together. I thought they were all much better than me. And on top of that, we were playing music by someone I'd heard of. Beethoven, no less. Could it get any better? And it was a total shock to find that there were only two horns in this piece, and that I was one of them. And I even got a solo, a long, quiet bottom note. It's probably the lowest thing I could play at that time, and it probably sounded like a fart, but I remember it fondly. I'm just as thrilled by this piece today. So let's have a listen. Click on the links in the show notes to have a listen to Beethoven's Coriolan Overture. And then leave us a comment and tell us what you think. You can do that either at cacophonyonline.com or via Facebook or Twitter. Please like, share, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you really like Cacophony, there's a link at the bottom where you can click on that buy me a coffee. Please come back for more next time. And as ever, thanks for listening.